What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Austin this weekend, Cater versus Emmett in the main event. 14 fights on the slate. Should be another very high-scoring event. I'm going to give you my cash game play, tournament play, salary play. I'm going to pivot to just another fun tournament matchup that I like as opposed to the fade of the week uh, for UFC Austin. So before I get into those picks, as always, subscribe to the channel, like the video, really helps us out, and also comment below who your favorite play is in the 8K range. I'm going to talk about a couple that I like, but it's a really interesting slate dynamic with the... 8K range being almost as good or better than the 9K range this week. So we'll talk about it, but I'm curious to hear who you guys like in the 8K range. Without further ado, let's move on to my cash game play of the week. It is going to be Cody Stamen at 9.5K. I like Cody Stamen in cash games this week. I don't think it's a must to pay up this far, and I do understand why people might like Adrian Yanez priced below him especially in tournaments, but Stamen still rates out among the very safest options on the entire slate for me. He's minus 500 to win over Eddie Wineland, and that says a lot considering Stamen has uh, lost three consecutive fights, but to Jimmy Rivera, Marab, and Saeed Nurmagomedov, and then earned a draw a couple fights prior to that against Song Yudong. He's fought very, very good competition Losing to Marab's fine. Getting submitted quickly by Saeed, that doesn't, that's not a great look, but this is a, a better matchup for Stamen against Eddie Wineland, who I think is around 38 years old. Lost two fights in a row by knockout. He's definitely at or toward the very end of his professional career. Stamen's still rating out just fine as far as his metrics. 4.02 significant strikes landed per minute, 3.39 absorbed, landing 2.78 takedowns per 15 with a 75% defense. And he's landed five takedowns in a fight before eight takedowns. So he has a lot of upside. I'll be curious to see whether he can succeed in that regard against Eddie Wineland, who defends takedowns at 86%, but also, you know, Castaneda, Sean O'Malley, Popov, Perez, Dodson, these are not necessarily wrestlers of the same pedigree as Stamen. So whether or not Stamen can dominate on the mat, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure, but I definitely think he could land a few takedowns throughout the fight. Also, should land strikes at a, at a moderate rate, and then has knockout upside. I mean, I, I'm not necessarily projecting Stamen to win this fight by knockout, but it's hard to overlook the durability concerns with Wineland, who you know, has been fighting professionally for a very, very long time. He's been in the UFC or the WEC since 2006. That's 16 years. Um, and it's starting to catch up with him. And I'm just not so sure that he can take a punch anymore. Plus 150 inside the distance for Stamen's a good number. I definitely think there's an argument to shy away from Stamen in tournaments. I still think he does have upside. He's landed 100, you know, earned 126 points in a wrestling-based decision before. The issues with Wineland. I still am fine paying up to Stamen in tournaments, but there are a lot of very strong options in the 8K range where I don't feel it's a must. In cash games, a lot of the fighters in that same 8K range, while they have upside, there's a lot of question marks. And I feel pretty comfortable with Stamen especially considering his betting line, good inside distance line, wrestling path to victory, wrestling volume potential, knockout potential, striking upside as well. So there's a lot of good um, angles for Stamen this week, a decent matchup, good metrics. 
strong, comfortable style, and I think you can pay up without too much difficulty in cash games on this slate. So I like Cody, uh, Cody Stamen in cash games for 9.5K. Moving on to my tournament play of the week, I am going to roll with Albert Durayev at 8.6K. He is minus 240 to beat Joaquin Buckley. And this is definitely a play that has risk. I think there's you know there's obviously value on that price considering a minus 240 betting line and a, a, a even a, a very strong inside distance line as well, which I'll pull up in a second. But Darayev had a very interesting UFC debut against Roman Kopilov. I thought Darayev would have a lot of success on the ground, uh, probably win that fight inside distance, and he did not. But he got very close and. He actually outstruck Kopilov in the first round, which was impressive. Then he totally dominated him on the ground in the second, almost got a finish, but sort of gassed out doing so to the point that he lost a third round and was sort of in danger of getting finished in that round. So not fully sold on game planning necessarily, not fully sold on cardio or durability. He has been knocked out on the regional scene. Again, this play comes with a risk. But I think the way that he ended that fight against Kopilov is maybe going to keep people from targeting him heavily on this 14 fight slate. There's a lot of good options. He only scored 90 points. And I just think he was so close to finishing that fight in the second round against Kopilov that he, you know, he would have scored like 120 points or something. He would have put up a very, very big score, and perhaps he just got tired doing so. This is another good matchup for him against Buckley. Again, he's minus 240 for a reason. Uh, plus 115 inside the distance is very strong. Buckley can hit hard, and Buckley might knock him out. That's certainly possible. But I don't think his ground game is very good. He's defending takedowns at 40%. He just got taken down three times by Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. And granted, that was at the end of a fight, but he got controlled for a few minutes, looked tired, didn't look functional from his back. And if, if Darayev gets on top of him, I just think there's a lot of upside here. So am I am I certain that it's going to pay off? No. And a lot of times it won't. Look at Steve Garcia. Has anyone woken Steve Garcia up from last week? I'm not sure if they have. That was a, pay, a painful loss. Uh, for him and for me but look I, I just there's a lot of risk in tournaments 14 fights you have to you have to be on fight to, to be on the optimal lineup you have to score a ton of points so it's not it's just not worth it trying to figure out who's safe and who's not safe from a tournament perspective I'm just shooting for the stars here and Darayev if he implements a wrestling based game plan I think he can have success if he gets on top he has a lot of ground and pound potential submission potential good inside the distance line against a questionable opponent so I am uh, very interested in Darayev this week Buckley's fine on the other end if you want to target some KO upside at 7.6k won't be a staple of my lineups but a strong tournament fight and I definitely like Darayev this week at 8.6k. Moving on to my salary play of the week. It is going to be Josh Emmett at 7.4K. And I I mean, I almost gave out Calvin Cater as a cash game play. I, I like both sides of this fight. I think there's potential for it to be an absolute war. I favor Calvin Cater to win. But Emmett's really cheap. And I'm not convinced that Cater just runs away with this fight. Like, Cater's a very good boxer. He 
had a wonderful performance against Giga Chikatse in his last fight. Main event, went five rounds. Chikatse hit him a lot. Um, Chikatse hit him a lot. Landed 128 significant strikes. Just got controlled for, for a large portion in the first round, then got pretty tired. But Cater kind of thrives on durability and cardio. He's not actually like that elite of a defensive striker and it wasn't that long ago when max holloway put the beating of a century on him uh 2021 landed 445 significant strikes caters absorbing 7.64 per minute throughout his career defending strikes at uh, 52 percent which is fine not spectacular and again i think he has he'll be a little bit bigger than josh emmett he's kind of a more consistent range boxer Perhaps cardio and durability are in Cater's favor as well. But I don't think this is going to be a one-sided fight. Unless Cater just goes out there and knocks Emmett out quickly, I think we're going to see a competitive scrap for a while. Um, And I think Emmett could have success, especially in the early portion, and perhaps he could earn a knockdown as well. He's landed 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 11 knockdowns in his last season. seven fights that is a crazy statistic emmett throws with a ton of power his metrics are actually rating out very well too 4.28 landed per minute 4.10 absorbed 62 percent striking defense uh 58 takedown percent uh defense i don't expect cater to have much success on the ground here bottom line i feel as though emmett can fight competitively while this fight plays out on the feet i do think Based on how often Cater gets hit, Emmett can hit him as well. Cater might just survive and win, but that's fine. It's more of a price play, to be quite honest. 7.4K is very, very cheap um, in a fight that I think could be competitive early. And Emmett has five rounds to work with, even if he loses. Like, I'm just not so convinced that the fighters priced, you know, 7K and below are going to have much success on this slate. So in a fight that's... uh, likely to go the distance i'm pretty sure about even minus 120 to go the distance you know minus 150 over three and a half rounds in an in an extended fight emmett could still put up um a decent score he could mix a knockdown in there he could land another he landed 127 significant strikes in three rounds against shane burgos you know he's landed eight takedowns in a fight before he has volume upside and so i think hopefully even if he loses he's not going to completely crush you and i think there's a, a somewhat realistic path to him fighting competitively or pulling off the upside as well uh some knockout potential though i wouldn't you know fully buy into that plus 350 inside the distance i mostly like the price here and the five rounds uh that emmett get that emmett gets to work with so if you're struggling for salary on this on this slate, I don't think pivoting away from Cater in the main event is a terrible idea. There's so many good options priced at 8K or below, whereas the 7K range is a little bit um, less exciting. So I like targeting the main event here, 7.4K. Josh Emmett will be my salary play of the week. And last but not least, usually I give out a fade of the week. Uh, we got crushed on Zhang Wiley last week. That was... Yeah, that was a very impressive knockout, and and she had more success wrestling than I expected. Giving out the fades are really hard, and like if I was to give out a fade here, it would probably be one of the the female fighters priced in the nine k range, De Paula or Jazz Davicius. Really hard to justify 
a lot of exposure to them, but they're going to be very low owned. So people will, sharp people will be on them anyways. I just don't feel that that's maybe necessary to, to provide you that analysis. I think it's somewhat obvious if you're just playing a limited number of lineups, they won't be a focus. Instead, I'm going to touch on a tournament plot, a tournament fight that I like which is Gregory Rodriguez versus Julian Marquez. And it's interesting because I clearly favor Rodriguez in this matchup. He's he's obviously the better fighter. He's minus 180 to win. Um, he is a legit wrestler and like has ADCC grappling experience. Very, very strong grappler fighting an opponent. And Julian Marquez, who's mostly just tough and durable. Where is this fight on UFC stats? Okay. Um, Marquez just isn't a good grappler though. I, I mean, in... in He's fought in the UFC five times. He's been taken down once, four times, sorry, four times in the UFC. He's been taken down four times, four times, five times, and most recently zero times. So he doesn't defend takedowns well, 53%. He got out grappled for like two and a half rounds by Maki Patolo. If Rodriguez wants him to the ground, he should be able to get him there, and he probably should just be able to take the back, control Marquez, maybe even get a submission. I think that's a very realistic scenario for Rodriguez. He is plus 130 to win inside the distance, and at 8.5K, I think he's a, a strong tournament option. The problem is that Rodriguez doesn't have the best durability or cardio or fight IQ, I would even say, and he got KO'd in the first round on the Contender Series. He very nearly got KO'd by Jun Young Park, in 2021 and he kind of failed to wrestle with enough urgency against a kickboxer in his last matchup nearly won it but uh ate a ton of significant strikes and lost so in this particular matchup against marquez despite me favoring rodriguez pretty convincingly like almost across the board i think rodriguez is a better boxer than marquez too marquez might just survive and if he's and if he survives He's made a career out of coming from behind and putting a pace that opponents can't keep up with. Same thing happened to him on the Contender Series. He got taken down controlled by Phil Hawes, who's fighting this weekend as well. Uh, Hawes got tired doing so, and Marquez knocked him out in the second round. Maki Patolo outgrappled him for two and a half rounds. Marquez submitted him in round three. And... That's kind of how I see him winning if he wins this fight at all. It's going to be Rodriguez having success early, Marquez surviving and then just probably breaking Rodriguez and finishing him. And for 7.7K, I don't expect him to be too popular. Uh, and I just think this is a very good tournament fight to target. Rodriguez, we've already touched on the submission upside, control upside, wrestling upside. Good fighter, but um, if he slips up, Marquez easily can turn the fight around, hurt him, or even lock up a submission if, if Rodriguez is gassed. I wouldn't be shocked by either. So this is definitely a fight that I'm interested in, a fight I'm probably looking to be overweight to the field on. And despite Rodriguez being a good option, 8.5K, don't overlook the, underde the underdog in Marquez this weekend. That's going to do it, guys, for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brad Apley, double T double P, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Just posted 14 fights worth of breakdowns on the site. Got a premium podcast coming up later tonight as well. Again, thank you guys. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, and let me know who you like in the 8K range this week. Best of luck. Stay safe out there. I'll talk to you all soon. Peace.